Well, the time is now 10 o'clock straight up. You're listening to KGNU, Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins. The time now for The Present Edge, the best in contemporary classical and avant-garde music. My name is Gary McBride, and I'll be your host for the next two hours here. And with me in the studio is a bevy of reeds. I don't know. Is that what you call a bunch of reeds? A bevy? There are many things you can call us. Cacophony. <laughs> All right. A cacophony of reeds. Uh, and uh, including clarinetist Deborah Marshall and three quarters of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet, including uh, Brian Jack, Kent Hurd, and Michael Kristoff. Welcome to you all this evening. Thank you. Hello. Thanks very much. Well, out there in Radio Land, I bet you're wondering why we've got all these reed players together in one place. And the reason is that they will be performing on the Alive concert, which is the second contemporary music concert that's been organized by the Dairy Center for the Performing Arts. That concert is going to be in a few weeks, March 4th on Saturday at 7.30 p.m. And let's see, there are three world premieres and one regional premiere on the program. And the artists that are assembled in the KGNU studios this evening are going to be performing uh, two world premieres. The first one is going to be Dance for Solo Clarinet. And this is composed by Dirk Michael Kirsch. Am I saying that right? Dirk Michael Kirsch, yeah. Michael, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, who you met when you were living in Germany. Yes. All right. Um, let's see. Now, you have a wonderfully colorful career. You uh, are from the U.S., but you've lived and performed in Germany and Russia and Hungary. Yes. Right? Uh Uh-huh. In Budapest. You lived in Budapest. And so you speak, what, five languages? Uh, Something like that, yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Huyavans. Huyavans. Okay. Uh, Very good. (laughs) Good. Very good. There you go. (laughs) All right. Uh, Wait wait, 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 wait. What did you just say? (laughs) Uh, Something about Good evening in Dutch. Yeah. Actually, we were talking about you, but (laughs) (laughs) we didn't want to be so obvious. Okay. uh, So, so Deborah, let's talk a little bit about the piece that you'll be performing, Dance. Now, this was originally written for oboe? It was originally for English horn. It was a commission by the English horn, oboe and English horn professor in Cologne in 2012. And the premiere was in Cologne by the English hornist, hornist of the... Bavarian State Opera. Um, it's been, in the meantime, played on oboes several different places in Germany and here in the United States as well. I believe you have a recording of that. I do, yeah. I do, that we'll be mm-hmm. playing in just a moment. Uh, but this is the first performance for clarinet. Correct. Correct? Uh-huh. All right. So this is uh, Dance for Solo Clarinet by Dirk Mikhail, no, Mikhail? Mikhail. Mikhail yeah. Kirsch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the oboe version, not the English horn version, but an oboe version, here on Present Edge on KGNU. Enjoy. (laughs) ¶¶ 
That was oboist Nancy Ambrose King performing Dance, Sigillum Saturni, by Dirk Mikhail Kirsch. This piece is going to be performed by clarinetist Deborah Marshall on the Alive New Music at the Dairy concert on Saturday, March 4th at 7.30 p.m. We have Deborah Marshall in the studio along with three quarters of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet, and we'll be getting right back to the present edge in just a moment. Hey, all you big chiefs and voodoo queens, Brother Louie here. Can't make it to New Orleans for Mardi Gras? Well, check this out. KGNU and the Colorado Friends of Cajun and Zydeco are going to bring Mardi Gras right to you on Saturday, March 4th at the Avalon Ballroom in Boulder. Come dance and groove to Curly Taylor and Zydeco Trouble. Stuff your face with Cajun food from Oscar Blues and get your second wind with some Avery beer and all kinds of wine and spirits at the bar. And don't forget to have a piece of king cake. Hey, one more thing, it's dress-up time. 
wear your funkiest stuff and enter the costume contest. There will be prizes. Remember, that's Saturday, March 4th at the Avalon Ballroom, 6185 Arapahoe Road in Boulder. Doors at 6.30, dance lesson at 7, and Curly starts making some Zydeco trouble at 8. For tickets, go to KGNU.org and get you some. I swear to God, this is still present edge on KGNU, <laughs> this is contemporary classical music. And we're here with the Boulder Bassoon Quartet, most of them at least, and clarinetist Deborah Marshall. I want to talk a little bit to uh, Brian Jack, who has a piece, is the com also the composer of a piece that is going to be performed on March 4th at the Alive concert. Could you tell us a little bit about Alt? Alt is a film. And um, about a year ago, the director of the film, Adrian, uh, contacted us and asked if we would be interested in putting together the music for the film. And I thought it was a spam email. <laughs> but what do you know, it was for real. And so um, uh, I and our fellow bassoon quartet member and composer, Kent, uh, worked together to create the music. So I'm, I'm the co-composer. And um, the film is about 13 minutes long. And it, it's kind of, I don't want to give away too much, but it sort of, you might say, takes place in a dystopian future. And it's a race against time to save at least one person is it is is it live action or animated or it is live action and is very well made it's a professional film it stars abby brammel who um you might recognize from a cbs crime drama and it was filmed right here in colorado and it must be the world's first all bassoon film score <laughs> all right kent uh how did you work with brian how did the two of you work together on the on the composition of this how did you divide your compositional duties? Did well, we we, we kind of divided it by point in the movie. Um, I ended up taking the the bookends, the front and the end of the movie, and Brian filled in the middle. And I think uh, with our efforts combined, we <laughs> were able to fill out the movie. So d does the music play all through? Is it is it through composed, or are there just are there bits and pieces throughout? There are bits and pieces, and that was one of the uh, more interesting aspects of working with the director was to figure out where to use the music and when to not have any music and embrace the silence or the sound effects. Um, we first, I, I think, met with the composer, or the director in March, yeah, and went through a, a spot, basically a, a rough draft of the movie, and figured out what we wanted to do, and we started writing the music throughout uh, March and April, and then he re-edited the film and added in the sound effects and the visual effects, and we threw out all the music and started over. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So on the, on, on the 4th of March, are we gonna see the film while you're playing live? That, that's right. Yeah? The, the yeah. film will be screened, and uh, the director was very happy about that, that it's gonna be at the Dairy Center because his first movie was screened at the Dairy Center. Uh, but this will be a little bit different. It'll be part of a music concert rather than a, a film festival or a, a proper movie theater screening. And we'll be there playing it live. So you get to, to not only watch the movie, but enjoy the, the live music, which, by the way, involves um, sometimes all four of us on bassoon, and then sometimes there's also the contrabassoon in there as well. So overall, it's quite a spectacle. Wow. <laughs> and is there dialogue in, in the movie that you'll be playing and sound effects as well, right? Yeah, so we have a special edit of the film without the soundtrack, without the film music. 
but it still has all the dialogue and all the special effects and everything. So it's the full-fledged deal. Wow, very cool. How do you sync it up? Do you, Are you wearing headphones, or do you just watch the film as it's progressing? We've seen it once or twice by now, so we have a pretty <laughs> good idea where to put all the music. Yeah. Um, and so long as we're able to watch out of the corner of our eye, um, we can line it up. And we've got in our sheet music some of the dialogue and other cues to, to keep us on track. Wow, that's going to be really exciting. Uh, we do not happen to have that music queued up tonight. Nobody has heard that music yet, so if you want to be the first in the world to come see the all uh, the first all bassoon film score, come check us out on Saturday, March 4th at the Dairy Center, and also, again, Saturday, March 18th at E-Town Hall, which will be part of our 10-year celebration. Oh, lovely. So you, you three, uh, and, and there is a fourth uh, mm-hmm. who's not here, Ethan Turner, uh, have been together for 10 years and you formed when you were at Colorado College, is that? CU, CU Boulder. Oh, CU Boulder. Oh, sorry. Oh, Just down the road. Yipes. <laughs> sorry, I didn't want to get my uh, Colorado towns mixed up here. <laughs> so, so you're all CU alum? Yep. Oh, excellent. Correct. Excellent. Ten years, and you're still together. <laughs> still well, talking quartet. to each other. Still yeah. talking to each other <laughs> and creating music together. We will talk about that after the break, but I think what I'd like to do is play... Um, what is it called? So cliche? So cliche, yeah. That is the first movement to a little piece that I wrote. All right. And Thomas, um, did you write this? You wrote this specifically for the, for, for the quartet? I did. I wrote it with these guys in mind. Um, they were nice enough to uh, get it out and read it when I happened to introduce it to them. Um, and it worked out. It, it took, some, took some doing to put it together. But, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun, and I, I appreciate the effort that uh, they've all gone to. And oh, brother, he's so ridiculously modest. Yeah, that's, a, that's a very gentle way to describe the process. <laughs> Kent fairly sheepishly came up to us and said, oh, I, I wrote this thing. Do you mind if we just read through it? And then it was this bombastic, amazing piece of work. Really hard, but really good. Very, very satisfying to play. Really fun to listen to. Um, it, it ended up being kind of a catalyzing moment for us. It was a moment where we really dug in and got very serious, and we're like, "Man, this is something that we want to we want to put together and pull off." And it was maybe the first of several of our biggest projects. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's listen to the first movement of that so sweet called "So Cliche" by Thomas Kent Hurd, performed by the Boulder Bassoon Quartet. Thank you. 
That was the Boulder Bassoon Quartet performing So Cliché by Thomas Kent Hurd, who happens to be sitting right here in the KGNU studios with me. <laughs> You're listening to Present Edge on KGNU, and we are here with Thomas Kent Hurd, with Brian Jack, with Michael Kristoff, who are three quarters of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet, and with clarinetist Deborah Marshall. They'll all be performing at the Alive New Music at the Dairy Concert on Saturday, March 4th at 7.30 p.m. And um, I was going to ask you about So Cliché, Kent. Okay. What does the name mean? So Cliché was the first piece that I attempted uh, with a little bit of jazz influence and as a kind of a, a nod to their to the cool names that these jazz people tend to do and partly as a protection for me when they listened to this uh, first attempt I decided to call it so cliche because it sounded kind of cool and if someone said well that um, it kind of sounds you know kind of silly or kind of the same as some of the other stuff I've heard well I, I can tell them well yeah it, that's why I called it so cliche <laughs> <laughs> so you can protect yourself against yeah yeah so being trying to be right right, right. Uh, <laughs> trying to be clever and trying to uh, self-preserve a little bit so. <laughs> excellent well it's a wonderful piece of music and there are two more movements to that that we may be hearing later in the evening uh, in the meantime we were having a conversation while you were listening to that music about what a bassoon looks like. Uh, if you've never seen a bassoon, uh, it is a large instrument. Uh, it is a double reed instrument, which means that you spend a lot of time stringing two reeds together. Uh, how many hours a week do you spend, Michael, uh, making reeds? I'm just curious. Uh, I mean, there's two questions there. There's, speaking of self-preservation and self-deprecation, <laughs> there's how many hours do I spend and how many hours should I spend <laughs> working on reeds. Um, to some extent, uh, I've spent enough hours over the course of the last several years that I've got something of a backlog of the, uh, we call them the blanks, the almost finished reeds. So that helps save me a pretty fair amount of time. Um, but I guess this past week I spent uh, about six hours mm. over the weekend just uh, trying to scrape on a few reeds in order to get some into, into playing shape. So if I were super on the top of my game, uh, it seems to me like something like 10 or 15 hours a week working on the reeds uh, would would keep me right where I wanted to be. Wow, that's that's an amazing commitment of time. I, the first time I met a bassoonist and I saw this sort of tackle box full of gear that they carried around with them, uh, sha shaving and shaping the reeds. And then because it's so dry here in Colorado, it must be really difficult. I'm surprised that you have a backlog of reeds. Wouldn't they just go dry if you don't use them after a certain Sure, they go, of time. they go dry and then I put them in a little box and set them aside and let them, let them sit for, uh, actually I played, um, Kent and I played a Boulder Chamber Orchestra concert this past weekend and ended up playing on a reed that I had set aside about four years ago. <laughs> four oh years? Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. I don't know why you're laughing. I thought you played the bassoon too. Um, so, Wait a minute. So yeah, so I, I, I took it out of the box and soaked it up and it, it took a few minutes to, to saturate with, with the water, but yeah, sure. Scraped it down and, and treated it like any any other reed that I've pulled out. So how does a reed become unusable like does would it crack or warp. would you oh, it would warp mm. or you'd shave it too thin and it would break or 
Are you, uh, well, I mean, yeah, but besides playing on it and wearing it out, of course, that that's what, a few weeks of, of good playing on it. But yeah, there are so many ways to ruin a reed before you get it to that point. Um, Throwing it out the window. Yes. Oh, okay. Grabbing it against the wall. <laughs> wow. So I, I think, and I, I haven't done any scientific studies to prove this necessarily, but I'm, I'm pretty convinced that having the reed in your face, in your mouth, for so long and having it in contact with your saliva actually works a number to digest some of those um, organic fibers in the cellular material. So as time goes on, it becomes less flexible. Uh, it becomes more resistant and, and just really unruly and not willing to do the things that I want it to do. Um, but yeah, chipping it, cracking it, um, drinking cans of orange soda and then playing into it as some of my students have done. All of these things will destroy your reed. <laughs> wow, so it ends up like a popsicle stick if you drink too much orange soda, I well, guess. I mean, right? yeah, there's a weird thing about the color of mold that grows on the inside oh, of the student's bassoon reed. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's step away from that topic for a minute and let's talk about how jealous you are of clarinetists who only have one reed to worry about or are you not jealous oh no I'm, I'm quite jealous yeah we it's it's a bitter bitter envy that we have we just buy a box of them if it's any consolation it my husband says he can tell how good my reeds are by my mood yeah. Yeah. Ah. we suffer too well, my wife can tell the weather based on her reed. <laughs> i'm sure that's true <laughs> deborah let's talk a little bit about uh contemporary music and the contemporary mu music that you have played now mm -hmm. you met dirk Mikkel kirsch i'm going to keep saying that name wrong probably it's, uh, it's wrong. you when when you were living in germany you also worked with uh, hans Werner henze yes is that right uh-huh and um he called you his clarinetist yes what is what does that mean well i played um for his 65th birthday his piece miracle de la rose which is a solo concerto for e flat b flat a and bass clarinet one one player uh, and chamber ensemble, about 10 minutes or 28 minutes long, um, and I had seven weeks to prepare it, which was kind of pressing my luck, but it went really well in a live performance and and live broadcast. And since then, that's what he called me. And because of him, I was able to play that uh, Peter Lieberson piece that that you heard about with Yo-Yo Ma and Peter Serkin, Emmanuel Axe, and those guys. Well, I happen to have that recording right here. Well, Could you talk a little bit about uh, King Gezar? Is mm -hmm. that how it's yes, said? Yes, it is. Um, what is what is the story of King Gezar? It's a Buddhist text, and my husband happens to be the librettist. That's where I met him in 1992 in Munich. And it's yes. Valentine's Day tomorrow, <laughs> so I'm feeling good thoughts about this piece coming up here. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gezar is a warrior. Uh, in Buddhist tradition, and this is just about his his whole life story and wanderings through these wars and famines, and and you hear that in the music as well. And your husband's name is Douglas Pennock. Don Douglas Pennock. Mm -hmm. So let's listen now to the first movement of King Gezar by Peter Lieberson. Peter Lieberson, thank you. <laughs> Performed by. A whole host of people, including our guest this evening, clarinetist Deborah Marshall.
scattered from homeland, family, friends, wandered desolate and uncertain, scorched by a toxic sun, prey to empty longings, strange diseases, and sudden death. Deborah, I'm going to have you back announce that. What did we just hear? That was the first movement of King Gazar by Peter Lieberson, libretto by Douglas Pennock. Very nice. Thank you. And, um, and you're performing in that. Yes. As mm -hmm. clarinetist. We've got here this evening Deborah Marshall, clarinetist, and three quarters of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet. But the, the other member who's not here, Ethan Turner, uh, also has to make his reads. And needs someone who can help. I think. <laughs> I think. Kent, you've got a story about that. Well, I think it was in. Uh, uh, we we actually got to go to Tokyo as a quartet. Uh, last no August of fifteen, and uh, Ethan Turner's wife Andrea 
was with us and she happened to mention one night that uh, she helps uh, or, or she helped him make a, a few batches of reeds because she thought it was an interesting process and so I thought that was a great idea so I went and told my wife Mindy that Ethan's wife helped him <laughs> with his reeds <laughs> and I don't know what I was expecting but uh, she thought that was pretty funny and, and laughed at me so uh, uh. I, I do not have a reed making assistant after all so if you're out, Mindy, if you're out there listening, you know, a wonderful Valentine's Day present <laughs> would be maybe a read or two. That's right. <laughs> All right, we're going to listen to another cut off of the uh, Boulder Bassoon Quartet's CD. Um, and let's see, who should I get to talk about the CD creation a little bit? Michael, you want to talk about the creating of that? When was it recorded? Sure. Um, and working with the different composers to, to get yeah, the music? Yeah, absolutely. So, um as Kent just mentioned, uh, we had a great opportunity to go to Tokyo in August of 2015 where we performed a recital for um, this international conference, the International Double Reed Society Conference. And sort of as uh, part of our project for that, uh, we commissioned some pieces. Uh, there is a Japanese composer named Dr. Rika Narimoto who uh, spent some time living in New York City studying composition. Uh, and so we asked her to write us a piece that reflected her time uh, living in New York. Meanwhile, uh, there is a uh, jazz bassoonist, um, really phenomenal jazz bassoonist named Paul Hansen, who uh, lives in the San Francisco area, but who spent several years living in Tokyo uh, as part of Cirque du Soleil uh, and performing with that group. And so he was gracious enough to uh, agree to write us a quartet that sort of reflected his experiences living abroad in Tokyo. Uh, and so between those two pieces, along with That So Sweet, uh, the first movement of which we just heard by uh, our own Thomas Kent Hurd, uh, we had sort of a little project to uh, reflect uh, experiences living abroad and also a reflection of home. Uh, so our album is entitled From the Opposite Shore, which is taken from one of the movements of uh, Dr. Narimoto's piece. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so we went to Japan in August of 2015, and I think the piece that we're going to hear now uh, comes from Rika Narimoto's uh, uh, Sound of New York. The Sounds of New York, thank you. And I think we're going to listen to the first movement, uh, which is called Rushing Through the Sudden Rain. Uh, and one of the things to sort of keep in mind about uh, Rika's piece is that it's um, designed along a uh, precise, uh, precise is the wrong word, um, there's a, a very stable theoretical model for it, uh, but she manages to create uh, a very picturesque sound painting uh, within that structure. Uh, and so the piece fairly literally represents uh, her impression of rushing through the sudden rain in New York City. Let's listen to that now. Thank you. 
That was Rushing Through the Sudden Rain by Rika Narimoto, performed by the Boulder Bassoon Quartet, who happened to be sitting right here in front of me at KGNU Studios. Um, there's one more movement that I think we'd like to play from this uh, suite, Sound of New York, uh, and it's called... Subway Announcements. Subway Announcements. And tell us about Subway. What are we listening for in Subway Announcements? Well, for this one, Dr. Narimoto was on the subway, and she recorded the normal sounds that you hear riding around on the subway and turned it into music. And so what we'll hear is one person will make a statement, and then it'll be echoed by the rest of the quartet. And it absolutely sounds like people talking. You might imagine the uh, teacher from Peanuts well, you know, that's what the subway sounds like and in this movement, so do we. <laughs> and listening at the, the very end of the piece, there's a little Easter egg, which is, uh, you'll hear, you know, the doors are closing, bing, bong, bing, bong, and that's in there as well. So uh, it's a, another movement that kind of explores the full range of the, the bassoon, which is pretty hefty. And um, it's a, a nice combination of very human lyricism and some really crunchy chords in there that I think uh, captures, in fact, the sound of New York. Okay, let's listen to It's called Subway Announcements, yep. and this is performed by the Boulder Bassoon Quartet. <laughs> was Subway Announcements by Rika Narimoto, performed by the Boulder Bassoon Quartet from their album, From the Opposite Shore. How can we get that album? Oh, there are so many ways. <laughs> um, visit boulderbassoons.com, and you can order the album there, and then it's also available on iTunes. 
Come and to the Dairy Center on March 4th at 7.30. There we go. Saturday, 7.30, and there will be copies for sale there, right? That's mm -hmm. right. And in case we happen to miss you, you're also welcome to join us for our 10-year celebration Saturday, March 18th, 7 o'clock at E-Town Hall right here in Boulder. And I bet you they'd autograph the CD, too. Oh, well. We just might. Well, now that you're putting us on the spot, I guess. <laughs> now they have to. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. Let's get, let's get back to Deborah Marshall a little bit. Uh, there's a piece that I've got queued up by the composer. I just forgot. Oh, uh, Noriyasu Tanaka mm -hmm. called An Illusion. Um, and you said that um, Noriyasu Tanaka is going to be in Denver he will be, yes. There's a concert on February 26th at DU, and it will be new works by him and Chris Malloy, who's the uh, composition professor at DU. And I happen to be playing a, a U.S. Um, premiere of one of Chris's pieces called A Celestial Breath, and Tanaka will have several pieces being played, too. I think everything on that concert is new. Wow, yeah. fantastic. Mm -hmm. All right, so more new music available to all you avant-garde lovers out there. Uh, fantastic. So um, anything else about an illusion that we're going to hear you play in just a minute? Anything else you'd like to say before we... The only thing I can remember is that uh, we recorded it in Munich and had to move our um, location because Sting was giving a concert in the <laughs> plots right next to the Hochschule mm -hmm. where we were originally going to record it. And it was just too loud, so we had to, to move and record in the middle of the night in a village way outside of Munich, and then there were church bells ringing. So <laughs> it was kind of a trial, because <laughs> it's very soft music. <laughs> wow. Mm. All right. So we're going to listen now to, and th this is this recording yes. that, that we're hearing. Uh -huh. uh, recorded to the accompaniment. Maybe you can hear the bells in the background. <laughs> no, probably not. An Illusion by Noriyasu Tanaka, performed by clarinetist. Deborah Marshall.
clarinetist Deborah Marshall and cellist David Renneker performing An Illusion by Noriyasu Tanaka. The time is now three minutes after 11. You're listening to KGNU, Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins. This is The Present Edge. I'm your host, Gary McBride, and I've been so fortunate this evening to have in the studio three-quarters of the Boulder Bassoon Quartet and clarinetist Deborah Marshall. I'd like to thank you all for coming in this evening. It's, hey, been, it's been a real thank pleasure. You. Thanks for having us. All right. And uh, I think before we go, uh, we've got a ticket giveaway that we're going to try. Uh, the Boulder uh, Bassoon Quartet is celebrating 10 years. The double read anniversary i guess that is <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be at the e-town performance center uh what what day is it going to be saturday march 18th 7 p.m all right so uh, a couple saturdays after the alive new music concert at the dairy which is going to be march 4th at 7 30 p.m that's going to be at the e-town uh and we're gonna the quartet has agreed to give away two tickets we're going to do that after we begin the next piece of music um, and we'll take the first caller the phone number is 303-442-4242 that number once again 303-442-4242 yes I'm standing by uh, we'll take the first caller after the music begins thanks again all of you thanks for coming out here it's been a lovely evening and we're going to listen to some more music this time we're going to hear So-So as performed by the Boulder Bassoon Quartet.
So So from That So Sweet, a 2011 composition by Thomas Kent Hurd performed by the Boulder Bassoon Quartet, who we just had here in the studio at KGNU. You're listening to The Present Edge. I'm Gary McBride, your host. I'll be with you for the next 50 minutes or so. Um, We also had in the studio this evening clarinetist Deborah Marshall and the Boulder Bassoon Quartet and Deborah Marshall will be performing world premieres at the Alive New Music at the Dairy concert on Saturday, March 4th at 7.30 p.m. Hope you can make it there. Um, We also had a ticket giveaway just now and um, was able to uh, find a great home for those two tickets for the Boulder Bassoon Quartet's 10th anniversary concert at E-Town on the 18th of March at 7 p.m. So fantastic new music coming up for you in Boulder Live. And I would highly encourage all of you to get out there and support our local performers and support new music, the music that you love, because you're listening to this program and that's what we do. All right. Coming up next, let's listen now to a bassoon concerto by John Williams. Yes, that John Williams, the one who's done all the film scoring. Uh, This is a delightful uh, concerto in five movements. And um, let's listen now to, well, it's, it's called The Five Sacred Trees, and each of the movements is an unpronounceable tree. Uh, First movement is Eomunga, second movement is Hortan, third movement is Eorosa, fourth movement is Crab Eusnig, and the fifth movement is Dati. We'll hear bassoonist Robert Williams, accompanied by the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, Leonard Slatkin conducting. (laughs) ¶¶ 
Leonard Slatkin conducted the Detroit Symphony Orchestra, accompanying bassoonist Robert Williams in a performance of the Bassoon Concerto, Five Sacred Trees, by John Williams. It's 19 minutes until midnight here on KGNU. You're listening to The Present Edge. This is Gary McBride. I'll be your host up until the top of the hour. Coming up next, music by Carter Pan. Let's listen to the 11th movement of a piece called The Piano's Twelve Sides, subtitled Grand Etude Fantasy. Joel Hastings is the pianist.
Pianist Joel Hastings performing the Grand Etude Fantasy, the 11th movement, from The Piano's Twelve Sides by Carter Pan. Carter Pan, by the way, um, is also going to be in attendance this March 4th at 7.30 p.m. at the Dairy Center for the Alive New Music Concert. He's going to be performing with Amy Briggs with the uh, Nancaro, the, the Conlon Nancaro Study Number no. 6 for Player Piano, transcribed for Piano Duet. In addition, one of his pieces called The Mechanics, Six from the Shop Floor for Saxophone Quartet, is going to be performed, as you can imagine, by a quartet of saxophonists, um, the Black Diamond Saxophone Quartet. This piece is a regional premiere, and uh, it was nominated and a finalist for the Pulitzer Prize for Music. So... Fantastic music coming up at the Dairy Center this March 4th, 7.30 p.m. Listen to contemporary classical music as much as you can, folks. I've got three piano etudes by David Rakowski coming up now, performed by pianist Amy Briggs.
Pianist Amy Briggs performing two etudes by David Rakowski. Abso Funkin Lutley and Pedal to the Metal. Well, that's it. You've listened to another Present Edge program. We hope you will enjoy contemporary classical music every Monday evening from 10 p.m. until midnight. This is Gary McBride. I've been your host. And I'll be back sometime next month, hoping you'll listen to contemporary classical as much as you can. This is KGNU. The time is midnight. KGNU Boulder, Denver, and Fort Collins. Coming up next, Sleepless Nights with Ann Canelo. Hey, all you big chiefs and voodoo queens. Brother Louie here. Can't make it to New Orleans for Mardi Gras? Well, check this out. KGNU and the Colorado friends of Cajun and Zydeco are going to bring Mardi Gras right to you on Saturday, March 4th at the Avalon Ballroom in Boulder. Come dance and groove to Curly Taylor and Zydeco Trouble. Stuff your face with Cajun food from Oscar Blues and get your second wind with some Avery beer and all kinds of wine and spirits at the bar. And don't forget to have a piece of king cake. Hey, one more thing, it's dress-up time. Wear your funkiest stuff and enter the costume contest. There will be prizes. Remember, that's Saturday, March 4th at the Avalon Ballroom, 6185 Arapahoe Road in Boulder. Doors at 6.30, dance lesson at 7, and Curly starts making some Zydeco trouble at 8. For tickets, go to KGNU.org and get you some. And welcome to Sleepless Nights. I'm Ann Cantalo. I'll be with you until 3 o'clock tonight, this morning. We'll, we'll kick off uh, Valentine's Day with this little love song. This is called Interior Designs Tattoo. It's written by, it's composed by um, Svetlana Bukvich, performed by Kamala Sankaram and Svetlana Bukvich.
I cannot explain. 